Hey, what's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and welcome to episode 457 of Ask Pat. Thank you so much for joining me today. As always, I'm here to help you by answering your online business questions five days a week. Before we get to today's question from Estevan, I do want to thank today's sponsor, which is FreshBooks.com, a company that is serving over 3 million small businesses with helping their business finances stay straight and in the books and in the way they should be. They help manage your business finances from your income to your expenses to also invoicing. If you have any clients or students or do any consulting, they make it incredibly easy for you to create professional looking invoices to then send to your customers to then get paid. So check it out. You can check it out for 30 days for free by going to getfreshbooks.com and by entering Ask Pat in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Again, that's getfreshbooks.com, enter Ask Pat. Sweet, here's today's question from Estevan. Hey Pat, it's Estevan Montoya. Thank you for all that you do and taking time to answer questions from your audience. I was wondering about niche sites. When I first started following you several years ago, niche sites were the thing, and obviously your niche sites to me were um, superior than what the other people were teaching. They offered actual value and content. In the current landscape of search engine optimization and um, just all that Google has to offer and really connecting and how things have changed and things have become more social, are niche sites a thing of the past? I know in your food trucker website you started a niche site. In reality, um, it's, it's, it's a very niche, but it's also very authoritative. Is that the way to go? for niche sites. And not only that, but um, how does one come up with content for such sites if they don't have the ability to um, outsource content as you've done in the past? And, uh, you know, especially in an area that you may not be an expert in. And so thank you for taking time to listen to this question. And I hope you have a great day. Hey, Esteban, thank you so much for this question. First question, are niche sites a thing of the past? And I don't it's difficult to answer this question because what is a niche site really? We can get into the semantics of it for a while. There was always this huge debate between what is a niche site, what is an authority site, and all these kinds of things. These things don't matter. What matters now is that you, if you are creating any kind of business or website online, you need to deliver what your audience wants. And that comes in several different facets, of course, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But niche sites have gone through an interesting journey over time. In the beginning, a niche site could be very successful with one page with just the right metadata, the right backlinks to it, and that's it. There's a website out there at howtobakeapotato.com, which was a classic SEO example back in the day that I remember because it's just one page, pictures on literally how to bake a potato. You can actually still check it out. It's alive today. How to bake a potato.com. Now I'm currently on semrush.com. I typed in this website, how to bake a potato.com. This is a tool that allows me to analyze this site a little bit deeper. It shows me that over the over the past five years, a lot of interesting things have happened with this site. So between January of 2010 and July, August 2012, the site was getting about, I'd say an average of about 20,000 visitors per month, which is pretty insane, and all the way up to 41,000 visitors per month in February of 2012. And it was because, I remember, it was ranking number one for how to bake a potato. And it was just this classic example of how with the right structure, with the right images and metadata and backlinks to a website, you can get something like this 
up, and uh, this is why you started to see a lot of one-pagers up there ranking really high. Now, currently, this page ranks number 17 for the term how to bake a potato, and as a result, the organic traffic has just plummeted. Uh, in 2005, the average uh, – in 2015, excuse me, the average monthly – uh, traffic to this site from organic traffic or coming from Google is like 200. And uh, it's because it's on the second, the bottom of the second page on the results page for how to bake a potato. And so it's just, it's just non-existent anymore. And it's because those one pagers don't work. It's, it's just Google has understood that you can't give value in one particular page in a way. And, and there are exceptions of course still, but in general, you need to have a site with a lot more relevant content to show Google and the people who visit that site that this is actually a page that's useful. And so going back into my own history with niche sites, Security Guard Training HQ.com started in 2010. And it was a website that I built. You can find out the information behind this website and all the steps that were taken to create this website at nichesiteduel.com. It was actually a challenge that me and a, and a friend of mine back then, we we battled each other to see who could create a website and make the most money from it. And still today, five years later, the site is generating between two and $3,000 per month. But it was a, quote, niche site back then because it targeted a specific niche. It had a limited amount of content on it, and it was ranking really high in Google, uh, serving this particular audience. But it's still ranking really high. I believe it's still ranking number one for security guard training. And the reason is because there are still no better websites out there to deliver value to this particular audience. This website was created. I created it in a way that I knew was going to be exactly what this person who landed on this site through Google would want. And that's why it's still ranking really high. It's why it's still making a few thousand dollars per month mainly on advertising, but I am working with another company to see if we can figure out new ways to generate income through products and, and more affiliate marketing opportunities and, and things like that. I am making a little bit off of affiliate marketing currently, but anyway, the site is still doing very well, which is really cool. Later, I created foodtracker.com. A couple of years later, three three years yet later, I think, targeting people who are starting or who have a food truck business. And this was a lot more... Uh, in depth in terms of content. It was a lot more consistent. A community was starting to be built around this as well because this is what this particular audience would want. There's also a podcast that came along with it too, Food Trucker School, and that's done very well. And actually, people prefer that content because people who own a food truck are on their trucks all day long. They don't have time to read, but they uh, they do have time while prepping to listen and all that sort of stuff. So that's why a podcast is involved. And this is why Food Trucker is one of the top food truck websites out there. And if you know, we could get into this whole debate on semantics. Well, is it a niche site? Is it an authority site? Well, it doesn't matter. You just, I think a successful website today provides the best value and the right information to people who are looking for particular solutions. They're going to they're gonna be a specific group of people that you can then provide a solution to. And that, that's always what's going to be successful or most successful, especially when you just start out. That's how you need to think about it. You need to select a niche that has a particular targeted problem that you can then create a targeted solution for. That's really what it comes down to. Are you able to provide that best content to your audience? And uh, again, you wanna make sure that you write and create for the humans, and when you do that, as Neil Patel says, the search engines will follow. Now the second part of your question was, well how do you create that content if you aren't an expert or even have no idea about this particular subject matter. 
Well, let's go back to securityguardtraininghq.com. I'm not a security guard. And fun fact, my mom is actually, which sparked a little bit of this, but not really. Uh, but I wasn't a security guard. So how did I find information about this? Well, I did the research. I literally made phone calls to companies to ask them, how do I become a security guard in your particular state? Because through the research, I found out that every single state in the U.S. has a different set of requirements to become a security guard. So it was very easy. I call a couple a couple security guard companies in those states and ask them what it takes. And then I write that information down and I report that on the website. And that's exactly what I had done. And that has become that database that people use for finding out what to do if they want to become a security guard in a particular state. And that's why the website is ranking really high. It does that very well in a very quick manner. And that's exactly what those people want. For foodtrucker.com, it was more of a an outsourcing sort of project, so I hired a writer to do a lot of the research for me, but the way that she did the research was to actually have conversations with food truck owners. Now, you don't have to outsource somebody to do that. You could do the research yourself by talking to people who are in that particular space who are already successful or who have gone through the struggles or the pains that you're trying to provide solutions for. So with foodtrucker.com, these podcasts that I created, that I hosted, we're a great example of a way for you to help provide expert information without you having to be the one to provide the expert information. I mean, I'm even thinking of uh, John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire. When he started, he started by interviewing experts. And as a result, through association, he became an expert. And then now he is an expert and is able to help uh, thousands of people with, with uh, various things across the web. And so that's another thing you could do. You can interview people who are experts and through association, you become an expert and also you'll build these relationships at the same time, which can help you and your business and your website grow to help better serve that niche market with that particular solution or solutions that you have to provide to them. So those are some things you can do. And uh, Esteban, I wish you all the best. Thank you so much for the question. And I look forward to sending you an Ask Pat t-shirt. So you're going to hear from Jessica, my assistant, in the next couple of weeks. She's going to uh, going to collect your information so we can send that to you free of charge. For anybody else out there who has a question you'd like to ask on the show, just head on over to askpat.com. You can ask right there on that page. Just hit the big red record button. I think it's red. And you can ask your question right there. And uh, thank you again so much for all of your time and attention today. I also want to thank today's sponsor, which is FreshBooks.com, which helps us manage our business finances. I've used them and I continue to use them because they just manage your books and come tax season, it makes it really easy to organize everything. Plus, they have an award-winning mobile app so you can check the financial health of your business on the go too. Um, just I mean, you can you can get really ninja with FreshBooks in terms of figuring out, okay, well, where can you save money? Where What's working and what can you do more of? And also, they have a great invoicing system as well. So you can get paid if you have uh, clients or if you if you coach students or do any consultations and things like that. So if you want to check it out for 30 days for free, head on over to getfreshbooks.com and, and enter Ask Pat in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Again, that's getfreshbooks.com, enter Ask Pat. Thanks so much, and to finish off, to commemorate October 21st, for those of you who know why this date is very special, this is a quote from Dr. Emmett Brown. Roads, where we're going, we don't need roads. Take care, guys. Bye. <laughs> Such a dork. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while. And that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show. 
for now at least. And this way we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.